just keeping my mind to the attitude of abundance and not scarcity made a huge difference. Welcome to the Corpreneur Podcast. I'm Ann Arvizu, and I'm inviting you to hop on the fast track from corporate to freedom. Freedom. Executive experience combined with the mindset of successful entrepreneurship will leave you unstoppable. Unstoppable. This content will help you become centered, open, resilient, and energized. Energized. So you can build your business, balance your life, and leave your legacy. Ready to unleash your core power? Let's go. Welcome back to the Corepreneur Podcast. This is Ann Arvizu, and I'm so glad you tuned in. In today's show, we are focusing on health, wellness, and how being centered, decisive, energized, and positive can bring you success. And it can also drive your business forward for the greater good. First, I want to say thank you to our listeners across the globe. You are multiplying, and I'm so excited. I mean, Vietnam. Philippines, Europe, Asia, oh my goodness, Singapore, welcome, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, India, thank you, oh my gosh, you are all over the place, all over the map. Africa, I am so blessed that my voice is going out to the farthest reaches of the earth and hopefully it's landing on ears that can use this show to learn how to build a better business and do it from your core that very, very secret place inside of you that knows the answers, that's connected to God, that can weather any storm, and that rises above. It gives you the thoughts that are higher. It allows you to have that vision that goes further, and it propels you to work and success. I also want to thank our listeners and give a quick shout out For one of our listeners today, her name is Jamie Lenbeck, and she writes so much wisdom. Anne brings decades of experience and so much wisdom to the table. Thank you, Jamie. This podcast is a top bet for business leaders and entrepreneurs alike. I agree with you. In today's world, business leaders and executives need to be entrepreneurial and creative to get more done in less time and also to be good decision makers. In fact, my guest and I will be talking about that today. Before I dive into who she is, I want to read a little something to you that's near and dear to my heart. And I quote, by shedding some light on what makes a good leader, it is my hope that you will unravel the many layers and beliefs that you have assimilated through your life's journey. Rekindle core values that make you and the world better and shed conflicting and disempowering ones once and for all. I believe this will support you in bringing self-awareness to some simple mental choices you can make as a leader to become a more effective influencer and communicator. Finally, I hope to strike a chord resonant with your hearts of hearts because it is in there, in the very seat of your essence, where your core power for positive change lies and where life balance is possible. End quote. Okay, you want to know who said that? That's a little excerpt from my new book. So I said it. Affluent Minds, my book, is out and was released in mid-July, and you can find it wherever books are sold. I will leave you the link below if you want to grab it on Amazon. And if you do get it, I hope it serves you. I'd love to know what you think. We all need a little inspiration right now. And also, 
Even the healthcare professional needs a healthcare professional from time to time. Today, I'm bringing you a special guest who's a registered dietitian, a licensed and practicing acupuncture physician, and she's an entrepreneur in her own right. And even better, I get to see her a lot because she's part of my personal healthcare team. Dr. Kimberly Marin, acupuncture physician and registered dietitian, she started her career over 20 years ago as a chief dietitian for a national vitamin manufacturer. That sounds fun, especially, you know, the whole pharmacist thing. I love that. She researched and developed new formulations, counseled people on diabetes, heart disease, weight loss, as well as recommended supplements and foods that actually help improve people's individual health circumstances. In medicine, we say, you know, you should have a non-pharmacological intervention before you have a pharmacological intervention. And that's what she focused on as well. After years of being a successful dietitian, she learned acupuncture because she really wanted to address the health needs of her firstborn child. Listen for that story of what he went through and what she did about it. You're going to love it. Once she started down that road of learning traditional Chinese medicine, she said she never looked back. She said it was kind of like a homecoming. And I love this rare and unique combination that she has of expertise in nutrition and dietetics plus Chinese medicine. And she uses technology and gosh, so many different therapies in her practice that are available and that work. I can tell you that firsthand. If you'd see me right now, I'm actually raising my hand. Like I'm a witness. Kim provides unique, effective solutions for weight loss, hormone balancing, and you know the whole nine yards in South Florida. She's helped hundreds of people across South Florida and beyond achieve their goals and live happier, healthier lives. So she has this heart for her practice. And we're going to post her practice website and her social media information in the show notes below and on my blog at anarvizu.com. And right now, I don't even want to say anything else because it's a fun conversation, but it's also going to bring so much insight of maybe where you are. Like, let this, let this episode be a mirror for you as to where you are in your business. So join Kim and I now for an energized conversation. Kim, welcome to the Corpreneur Podcast today. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, I'm so excited for this conversation. I think we're going to have a lot of fun today, like we always do when we talk. Always. Always. And I think your insight today is going to be so refreshing and amazing to our listeners. Right now, as you well know, and as we all well know, 2020 has been a difficult year for many bricks and mortar businesses. And up until this point, I've interviewed a lot of non-bricks and mortar business owners, successful entrepreneurs, women and men with vision. And, you know, not only are you a complete success in your business, which thrills me because you're one of my doctors, one of my healthcare professionals. <laughs> I love that about you, you, but we also love to talk shop. Like we can't even be in a session together. <laughs> like I'm in your office. I'm in, like on one of your tables and, and we're like, yeah, well, we should do a mastermind. Like, you know, we're always talking business. Exactly. <laughs> always. But it's I so know that's fun. just who we are and excites us. It is. It is because we're both these healthcare professionals that have such a, a calling and 
a want to see people and ourselves healthier and, and, to, and to create a healthier world. But we also want to create, I think health leads to wealth. And I believe that that's really big and you can't really shine or do your best when you're either in stress or in disease or what have you. So absolutely. You know, one of the reasons that you are a corpreneur in our group and in my mind is because the center of what you did for your son. And I want our listeners to hear first your story of why you opened your practice, why you became an acupuncturist, why you did that physician school and why you did nutrition, how you put it all together and you did it with your total heart and soul for your son. Totally. I um, Originally, I graduated with my degree in nutrition and dietetics, and I went into that because weight has been a struggle my whole life. You know, even as a, as a child, you know, in third grade, I remember looking at my brother who was always real thin and thinking to myself, I eat the same thing as my brother. Why am I chunky? So it was, you know, always a battle for me and it prompted me to go into nutrition and make that a focus because I really wanted to help people overcome that because I knew what it felt like not to be happy in your own body. And I Mm -hmm. wanted to help people try to solve that and feel better about themselves and, you know, get them to a point where that wasn't an issue and they could move on and move, you know, to bigger and better things. Mm -hmm. And I did that for a while and then I got pregnant. And once I got pregnant, well, once I had the baby, I took some time off. I was able to do that and raise my son. And he was about three and a half years old. And she started having these ticks. These like, well, I didn't know it was a tick at the time. He kept blinking his eyes nonstop, like just nonstop. I'm like, what's going on? And then he started making these little noises, just like almost like a like little grunts. And at the same time, I noticed his behavior was just, he was like non- stop. It was like a bullet ricocheting off of rubber walls. Mm. And after I did a little research, I realized that he had Tourette's and his father had it. Although his father, I didn't know that it was Tourette's either until I started researching my son. And I think that, I think that his father did know it was Tourette's, but he just never really said anything because he was older and kind of outgrew some of it. He really just had some of the ticking, the twitches, the physical ones, not so much the vocal ones anymore. But Tourette's, yeah, it can be something that you don't really recognize. It can, like people who clear their throats constantly, that can be a tick. And then Mm -hmm. if if you have some kind of involuntary movement added to that, it's Tourette's. And he he would always be stretching his neck. And I thought it was just neck problem, you know? So I never put it together until I researched what was going on with my son. So it is 50-50 shot if if one parent has it to give it to your child. And when I found this out, I was devastated. And this was back in 2001. So the internet was super new. There was not very much information. And I was scouring through everything, trying to find a way to help my son because I could just visualize him being in school, getting made fun of for his tics. Mm -hmm. And I would literally cry myself to sleep. But I was determined to find a way to help him. And, you know, at the time, my knowledge was limited to nutrition. So I tried that route, but nothing I did with that worked. 
So I kept looking and I was so fortunate to stumble across literally one little blurb of somebody that tried this procedure called NAET and it had helped him and he was an adult. So I started like looking into that and I said, well, let's give it a shot. It was based off of Chinese medicine and chiropractic. It was a combination of the two. So um, I took him and after eight sessions, his ticks had stopped. So I was like blown away, you know, because there's nothing in Western medicine that offered anything like this. All they could offer was drugs that would impact his kidney and liver. And it wasn't going to stop the ticks. It might make it might make them a little bit better. And I just didn't want to put that strain on his liver at three and a half years old. Yeah. So I was just so happy that this worked. And it prompted me to go get taught how to do this. So I did. I went out to California. I got trained. And like over the course of the next two years, I did multiple levels and, you know, went to the advanced. And decided to help other people here by doing that. But at the time, I was still a dietitian. And I just didn't feel comfortable that that was in my scope of practice. Mm -hmm. Because as a dietitian, you don't, like, there's nothing in there that says I have the license to touch a patient. And with this particular treatment, you did. You were doing acupressure. So I decided to go back to school for Chinese medicine. And it was, like, the best thing I ever did. I just fell in love with the paradigm and the theory and just the, the knowledge and the wisdom that they had thousands of years ago. Yeah. And it was like more advanced than we are today. And I just never looked back after that. I was just meant to do it. I think that is so amazing. And I want to interject here because we're on the Pharmacy Podcast Network now. And, and as a pharmacist, right, I am in this allopathic world as you were as a registered dietitian like 100%. Yeah, we we go and we learn the same lab values and we know what is possible and what isn't possible and we know the limitations that we have in medicine in general in our western culture. And so this mm-hmm. thought of moving into a more for me, for example, coming to a alternative practitioner or coming to something that is deemed, oh, that's outside the scope of modern medicine. Well, it's absolutely not. And when I first came to you, I had already gone to an acupuncturist because a physician said, you know what, if you don't want to take these steroid shots in your your elbow, you might want to try acupuncture. So I went to an acupuncturist who ended up turning out to be one of your professors. And when she moved away, I looked for both a nutritionist and an acupuncturist. So finding a one-stop shop was like perfect, but then finding the one-stop shop that had heart and soul and was this beautiful woman and kind and Zen and making people feel so comfortable, you know, that's part of like your gift and your talent and putting this all together. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. How has that changed your business and the scope of practice? So you really healed your son and now you've made this, you've transitioned into, okay, I got to get all these certifications and I've got to get this other degree and you did it. And then what, what happened next? Well, you know, I think a big part of what helped me is that I was so passionate about it. And I think another big part of, you have to remember, this was a while ago, almost 20 years ago. Mm. And a lot of acupuncture physicians at that time were very much like, no, no, you just have to do Chinese medicine, no Western medicine. And I never came from that paradigm because I came from a Western medicine background. Yep. And 
I never discouraged my patients from doing Western medicine. At the same time, they were coming to me. And I think that was a big component of not only my success of my practice, but my patient's success. Because time and time again, I found that if we did a little Western to control symptoms, while I was able to address the root causes, they would just, boom, they would get better in half the time. So I think that that helped, that I was willing to work with people who really didn't want to give up what they were getting from Western medicine. I think that's a big part of what made me busier. And of course, Mm -hmm. that has shifted today. I think the majority of acupuncturists are are happy to, you know, incorporate Western and Eastern into their practice. And the flip side is true as well, where 20 years ago, Western doctors had absolutely no regard for Chinese medicine. That's definitely changed. And I wouldn't say the majority, but I would say a good chunk of doctors are very open to Western medicine and see the benefits in their patients. So I think it's gone both ways. And and there's more room to grow for both of it. Absolutely. But I think that helps also. The more that doctors opened up to this, the more they were likely to help refer patients. And just the doctor telling a patient to go get acupuncture, you're much more likely to see that person than if they're just trying to find something on their own, you know, because they still, you know, trust their doctor. And if if the doctor tells them acupuncture is going to help, then they're more likely to be open to it and believe in it. Right. And I'll give an example to our listeners because this is a real example, right? And without giving away my HIPAA rights, I'm going to use myself as the example. And one of them is, I could have a perfectly good TSH, you know, it shows that my thyroid function is just fine because the the range is so big. But just recently when I had to go back to an endocrinologist and say, this is how I feel and here's my symptoms. And I'm telling you, you know, I found out genetically, I have a history of Hashimoto's thyroiditis or hypothyroidism. And I have to go and ask for these labs, which the average patient doesn't know what to do. No. And the average you know, even the average Western practitioner, whether it's a pharmacist, a nurse, a physician, they really don't have outside the scope of what's covered by insurance. So I have to go and say, okay, what do you think? Should I get the the T3 or the T4 or the reverse T3 or, you know, these other labs that will show. And as we start digging deeper, we found out, yes, it's true. I do have low ranges. I'm outside of the range. So what's possible? Dot, dot, dot. We'll figure that out. But enough said, like that kind of shows that there are limitations and there's limitations physically when people have symptoms that are based on their frame. And it's like so refreshing when an orthopedist will say, why don't you try a chiropractor along with your physical therapy? And I love when that happens. So like you said, there's more room to grow. But I think that the conversation for this particular network is that it's okay to go down the halls of these other practices. They really can help people, especially during such a time of stress. And one of your specialties is stress and the hormones that go along with it. Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh, that's your specialty. And what would you recommend for people? Like, can you give anybody some pearls of wisdom right now? Just anybody listening that's feeling overstressed? Yeah. Here's the thing, you know, with with people who are going to be listening to this, they're probably trying to build something themselves and, you know, find a way to make their way with their own business. And that is incredibly stressful. We all know that one thing when we're starting things, 
you know, they may be having a full-time job and then trying to get their side gig going, or maybe they were forced because of COVID to jump into their side gig and all of a sudden they don't know where their next dollar is going to come from. So that is beyond stressful. (laughs) And it's when we come to this time of stress that we have to stop ourselves because we can immerse in it. We can drown in that, you know, but it's all a matter of trust Mm. in the universe that Mm. you are where you're supposed to be at the time you're supposed to be. Mm. And I think meditation is a huge component of being successful in these times to just Still, and and meditation is not easy for Western people. You know, we're just we are raised to go, 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 get, 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 work, work, work. Yep. So it's it's very contrary to our society to stop and get still, mm. and it's hard. But there are so many apps out there now to help beginner meditators to guide them through a process to literally where you start with three minutes, and that is awesome. You know, just start and it's a starting place. And, you know, listen, it can take years to get to a point where you could do a 30 minute meditation or a 60 minute meditation. But when you do that and you commit to self care and taking that time for yourself every morning, it's probably better to do it in the morning because you'll frame your whole day. Yes. If you wake up that extra time in the morning and do your meditation and find your stillness, You'll find so many answers will come out of those sessions for you. And you'll mm-hmm. find that things that you found stressful before don't seem to impact you the same way as they did before. And you won't be stressed or, you know, you won't feel it so that your cortisol levels rise and your, your adrenals get all freaked out and think that you're in fight or flight mode. And that's the key, you know, so like in the past, doctors will tell you exercise to combat stress, which that's still a, a awesome way to help manage stress. But I think also finding time to just be still every day and just be part of nothing, you'll find that that is going to bring you more success and creativity than anything else. Yes, that is such good advice. And let's talk about this year in particular, because the stress is just so heightened right now all around us. And the fact that people are going through, like you said, either they've been forced into their side hustle or their, you know, their business has been kind of on the rocks because of maybe losing, losing time, losing money. And it was so especially true for bricks and mortar businesses like yourself. You have two offices, two oh, beautiful, and like amazing so offices. And you're so busy. Like I, it's amazing. I look at you and I just think this is, this is also a testimony to the fact that people are searching and seeking more than ever to try to find that Zen, to try to lose weight. What have you noticed in your practice right now that are people's main problems? And how did you switch into such just grace and ease to reopen and keep your staff, like you have these thriving, beautiful Zen-like offices and yeah. What was your success story? Well, you know, I'm I'm going to tell you right up front that I was floored when this hit in March. I really was. And I definitely went through a whole psychological process because I did close for some time only because everybody was canceling. You know, at the beginning, back in March, everybody was scared to death mm-hmm. to even step foot out of their house. 
so it, it just got to the point where like maybe one person a day was going to come in the office and it wasn't worth it for me to open. So I did. I closed for two months. And I'll tell you what kept me okay. You know, I did the first week was super stressful, freaking out. What am I going to do? Where's the money going to come from? But I got to tell you, like the universe just stepped in. First thing that happened was I got some quick relief money from the Small Business Administration. Then I got the TPP, which helped me, you know, pay my mortgage. And I just decided I'm not going to stress out about something I have no control over. And the landlords aren't going to get paid their rent right now. And that's just the way it is. And what are they going to do? Because nobody's paying rent right now. Are they, they can't kick 90% of their population out. So we'll work with it. I'll figure it out. And so once I decided not to stress, I stopped. But mm. there's a lot of other emotion going on right now with COVID. And it's not just financial stress. It's social isolation yes. is playing a big part of not just anxiety, but depression right now. Because even though we're kind of like moving back towards a regular life, we still don't have a social life. Like people aren't really still going out and enjoying a dinner out with friends or, you know, single people going out to a club or something like that. So that's something that has to be addressed too. And I think just me offering some treatments to help people get past those things is probably what started, you know, getting people back into the office. And then just making a joke out of the quarantine 15, which is referring to everybody putting on 15 pounds, you know, and telling people it's time to come back and get rid of the quarantine 15 brought them back in. But I think also just keeping my mind to the attitude of abundance and not scarcity made a huge difference. That's fantastic. Yeah. Like if you think that there's no money out there and nobody's going to come in to see you, then you are going to manifest that. Mm -hmm. That's so true. If you think there's, yeah, if you think there's plenty of people out there that, that are interested in what I have to offer and they're like-minded and they have the ability to pay for my services, that's what's going to happen as well. And that's what happens. I just decided, okay, I've been closed long enough. This is ridiculous. And I, I, you know, I did read the feel of society and everybody was getting antsy at that point and getting ready to say, I'm done with staying in my house 24 seven. So when I got that vibe and, you know, that, that switch was coming, I said, okay, now it's time. And boom, I opened up and I probably, I would say it took me about two or three weeks. And by three weeks, I was probably, you know, maxing out my schedule again. Awesome. That's such good news. And it's really good news for your patients. And it's really good news for me. And it's really good news for our listeners, because I think what people are hearing is uh, a core story. And the, the acronym for core is Centered, Open, Resilient, and Energized. Which of those four words most depicts where you are right now? Right now, I'm energized because, you know, I've been talking to you about a new project that I'm working on. Mm -hmm. And here's another funny thing. I find that the more energy you put into your business, whatever it may be, the more business you get as well. And I know it works. I had a friend of mine who is an acupuncturist in Boca, and he was texting me and he's like, he's like, Kim, what are you doing? Like, um, you know, how are you paying your rent and stuff? I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, I don't have room on my schedule. 
he's like, really? You know, he's like, oh my God, it's freaking out. It's so slow. Yeah. Between me and my wife, we're not even seeing 10 people a week, which that's, you know, really slow. Mm. So I told him, I said, well, I'll tell you what I noticed. The more energy I've put into my business, more business has come through the door. So he reframed and he said, okay. I said, and I told him, I said, stop panicking. I said, the universe is always taking care of you and sent you exactly what you needed. I said, and you know, if you get into this fear-based mentality that you're going to perpetuate it. And he's like, you're hundred percent right. So he did, he switched his mode and he decided to do a patient appreciation week. And he started putting all his time and effort into building these thank you baskets and bags for all his clients. And boom, the phone started ringing. That like not overnight, it didn't, you know, triple and quadruple, but over the course of a week, he's gotten back on track to the point where it's, you know, he's almost back to what he was pre-COVID. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. Yeah. Just putting energy. And just a little bit of helping someone else. That help that you gave him will come back to you, right? Because as we give, we receive. And I think that's just fantastic. That's what this podcast is about. I think that our listeners today heard some great stories of being centered from your core, having a vision of something bigger, of being able to, you know, just turn things around, even when you let yourself get stuck in your head. And, you know, you know, in my world, I call it affluent minds, my new book. It's just, you know, yes. you, you had to make that switch. You had to reframe those thoughts. You so do. if people are having negative, yes, and you did, and then he did as well because you, you mentored him. But even in the very beginning, you said, you know, wow, it was hard when you first stopped your practice and you had to close. And it was for me too. You know, I just decided, well, it's okay. But then time goes by with your business and this is not a normal year and this is not my normal revenue. And I like everything nice and in a spreadsheet in my business. I like, uh, oh, okay, well, this, <laughs> this client and this client. And this was not that type of predictable year. We will not have something to be predictable for quite some time to come. I don't believe for at least yeah, another year. I, I don't think so either. Yeah, I agree a hundred percent. It's going to be another year, maybe even a year and a half. Cause usually these things historically, if you go and review literature on pandemics, it kind of disrupts society for about two years. Yeah. And I would even say the way things are done and things that we will see, like we were talking about other healthcare and weight loss centers going out of business in our area, complete chains of 40, 50, 60 units, and they're yes. gone overnight. So there are companies that we're not going to see anymore. Yeah, exactly. But I do feel that probably some of these companies were on the brink already. And this just pushed mm-hmm. them on the edge. Because, mm-hmm. you know, when you have those huge businesses like that, they're monsters, they gobble up cash, and you have to have it's, it's like a beast that you have to keep feeding. Yeah. And if that flow mm-hmm. stops those businesses, it's really easy for them to fall and go under because they're beasts, you know, yeah. where I'm not this huge chain. So it's easy for me to, you know, absorb and assimilate and also make a decision that it's not going to take me down, you know, which who knows what frame of mind they were in. Maybe they were tired of it. Maybe because, you know, Mm -hmm. big businesses can be big problems. So maybe Mm -hmm. they just use it as an opportunity to let it go. Who knows? Yeah, it's so true. It's so true. And I think that when you are the small business owner, you you know, you touched on something that's so important is that in a corporation, that's why I believe that people need to be 
that corporate entrepreneur, if they are in a corporation right now, they're in some other, you have to be entrepreneurial right now. You have to be able to present your case or your business case because there is a bureaucratic system. There is a system period and and you need to Mm -hmm. kind of talk to all of the levels of management in order to get the right budget or start that project or you know, do what you're trying to plan to do that you think is outside the box. And with entrepreneurship, creativity can reign. And and one of the hallmarks of leadership is making a quick decision. So being able to pivot, make the decision, but also do it based on, you know, your head and your heart and making sure your gut and your core all agree. That's really the dance of going back to what you said about, you know, taking that time to be quiet, taking that time to be still, Mm -hmm. letting ideas flow from a place of power and not from a place of fear this year. This was an awesome interview today. Dr. Marin, would you please let people know where to find you? Yeah, actually, I have two locations. I'm in Pembroke Pines, and I'm also in Boca Raton. And Mm -hmm. anybody who wants to get more information can go to my website, KimberlyMarin.com. And I'm more than happy to take calls and answer questions and, and help people out. That's awesome. Thank you so much today for your time and for our listeners. If we can do it, you can do it. We're just two women, but to have decided to be entrepreneurs. Yeah. And in this case, we're corepreneurs, centered, open, resilient, and energized. And that's the antithesis of what's going on in our world right now. The chaos, the overwhelm, the resistance, the exhaustion that people are feeling. So if we could do it, you could do it. Another great interview. Kim, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening. If you liked this episode, please head over to Apple Podcasts and subscribe to the show and leave me a rating and review. If you are ready to make your move to entrepreneurial freedom and success, success. then take action now. Head over to my website, anarvizu.com and get our most requested free download. Your 10-step corporate to freedom checklist is a transformational self-assessment tool that will help you visualize and create a life and business you truly deserve. Until next time, stay centered, open, resilient, and energized. energized.